0: what's up everybody
1: welcome to the pick six podcast cbs sports daily nfl podcast i'm will brinson i'm your host it is monday november 2nd Woo! fun times to be hanging around because we have craziness abounding including the buccaneers and giants which we will preview now with larry hartstein
2: larry what's up buddy how's it going well
1: uh it's going good man happy to uh have you back love seeing your smiling face this morning how'd you do uh this weekend
2: uh, decent weekend um three and one in the super contest and i do have tampa but i laid ten and a half in the contest it's a little different story at 12 and a half uh three and two in the circus so can't complain
1: well oh let's talk about that you have tampa in the super contest um and you said as you mentioned ten and a half that's where it was it, there were some giants COVID stuff it's popped back up obviously people are hammering the bucks uh do you do you like still like the i mean you clearly love the buccaneers as one of your five favorite – that's of the week um, at 10 and a half. How do you feel about them at 12 and a half?
2: You know, like it, but don't, don't love it to the same point. I mean, every spot uh, angle here favors the giants. I mean, the extra rest uh, that they had playing on Thursday night, you know, Monday night football, double digit dogs, historically 70% underdogs have been cashing, you know, 15 and eight um, in prime time. Um, and plus the look ahead spot, you know, the bucks have their big showdown next week with the saints. Um yeah. All of that said, then you get to the matchup on the field, like, you know, and, and it's just, it's a mismatch. Uh, you know, number one in DVOA, the, the Bucs, I think they've outscored their last, since being down 10 to nothing to Aaron Rodgers, 83 to 20 against the Packers and Raiders. So, and I kind of feel, I don't, do you feel this is like deflate gate after that where they just wanted to, you know, stick it to the league. I feel like Brady is trying to stick it to Belichick the way Belichick and Brady wanted to stick it to the league in terms of they want to put up big numbers. So. Um, well,
1: I, yeah. I, 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 I agree with you in the sense that I think Tom Brady wants to remind everyone that he's Tom effing Brady and he's playing for a coach in Bruce Arians who has never shied away from running up the score from throwing the ball with a lead uh, from, you know, trying to remind everybody that they like, like, no risk it, no biscuit. I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, that's not like a, like, like bleep you two or anything like that. But I mean, I do think Bruce Arians is willing to allow Tom Brady to do what he wants if he wants to keep throwing deep, even, even with like a 10 point lead against the Giants on Monday night football. I also think Larry, there's sort of a, like Tom Brady can kind of sneak into the MVP conversation if he's not already there. I mean, he's probably one of the five or six top favorites, but. Like if you, if you, if Tampa is the best team in football and the number one team in the NFC and they look like that's entirely possible, Tom Brady's probably going to be right there with like, it's going to take a heroic effort by Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or something like that. Like if Tom Brady, if Tom Brady switches teams in the offseason and then that team becomes the best team in football, he's probably going to win the MVP award. And I think that that means something to him because we we were definitely after the first week, like, Belichick, like, oh, Belichick got cam. And now, as you point out, they're, you know, they're, they're struggling. They're with two and five and Tom Brady's lighting it up. So yeah, I think there is some of that narrative and I think it exists in primetime too. I, I, and he probably doesn't like the Giants from a football, from a strictly matchup perspective, you're hundred percent correct. This is a disastrous matchup for the Giants. Their offensive line is horrid. And the Buccaneers have one of the best defensive lines in football, even after losing Um, Jason Garrett is a is beholden to running the football. That's what he likes to do. He wants to establish a run. They don't have Devontae Freeman. They don't have Saquon Barkley. He's going to like force feed Wayne Gallman into the best run, like the best run front in football. And and then when they're down like ten or fourteen points because they can't establish a run, and and the Buccaneers are throwing over a porous giant secondary. They're going to make Daniel Jones drop back with the Bucks be able to put their ears back. That's, I don't, I can't get away from that when I start to think about this matchup. And I don't, the Giants defense has been better than expected and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both
2: out, aren't they? Mike, no, Godwin yeah. is out. Uh, Evans is playing.
1: Godwin's out. Evans is in, but I mean, Evans is in, but he's hampered for sure. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to have the player props in a second, but like even with those injuries, I still just don't see how the Giants slow down the Buccaneers' offense.
2: Right. Well, you mentioned that the, the script of let's pound it into the line against the defense averaging, allowing three yards a carry. Nobody else is even close. 3.0 yards a carry with Wayne Gallman. And then have this D, D, tee off on Daniel Jones. He of 34 turnovers in 20 career games. It hasn't gotten better this year. 11 turnovers in seven games. I mean, this guy – so talented, but, you know, I mean, you can count on two turnovers tonight uh, from Daniel Jones. I think yeah. I- I'll be shocked if he has one or zero turnovers tonight. And um, and like you mentioned, Brady, 15 touchdowns, one pick the last five games. He's not getting touched. Five hits against him in the last two games combined by the Packers and Raiders. No sacks. Right. Uh, of course, the Bucks. you know, top of the league and second in sacks coming into this week. And Tristan Wirfs has worked out, but Andrew Thomas has not worked out. I mean, that guy has given up 37 pressures, six sacks, tied for the most in the league. I mean, would they trade those picks now? You know, they went fourth, and Wirfs went 13th. Oh yeah, and oh, Wirfs yeah. has been amazing, one sack all year. So uh, you're
1: saying, like, like if if Dave Gettleman could do it over, he's taking Tristan Wirfs at four, <laughs> and, and, and I would. And and you know, part of that is like part of that is is coaching and development and the situation too, like playing being the left tackle on a sturdy offensive line with Tom Brady as you're, you know, screaming at you all over the place is, I mean, I mean, I guess it didn't necessarily develop you faster. I just feel like it's a better learning environment, but I agree completely like worse has been substantially better than Thomas.
2: And when you mentioned, you talked about Brady MVP and and yeah, he's, I mean, he's playing great, but I think he's also getting credit for this defense that was unbelievable at the end of last year and has only gotten better and now he's getting credit for supposedly teaching them how to win, you know. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's playing great. I don't want to take away from what he's doing, but and and the MVP always goes to the quarterback anyway. Right. But let's realize that this defense it is unbelievable.
1: It's the number one ranked defense by DVOA, and now this does not include through. This is through week seven, so this is coming into week seven. Um, I mean, it, it, so DVOA for defenses for people that don't know. Uh, goes in the negative, right? So like a negative 100 would be an incredible score. The Bucs are a, a negative 29.9. The next closest team coming into the week was Pittsburgh at negative 19.4. The Buccaneers and, the, and the, that adjusts for opponent now because we're into weeks, week, you know, seven weeks in the Buccaneers are the best defense in football. They're number one against the run. Excuse me, number two against the run. Pittsburgh's number one against the run. They're number one against the pass. That's the difference. The Buccaneers on the back end, the addition of Antoine Winfield. The development of uh, like Carlton Davis and guys on that uh, in, in the secondary and Todd Bowles, man, he deserves a head coaching look this offseason because he's doing a great job with this defense. That's the difference before. I mean, Jameis Winston would get this team involved in you know shootouts with bad field position, and they they were a young secondary that hadn't really developed, and now they're actually playing well in the secondary and creating turnovers, uh, and they're the number one pass defense. And and so if this defense is truly elite. And the offense is also very good. Like, I, I mean, The Giants are 19th in DVOA in terms of d- defensive effort. And they're actually 11th against the run. They can stop. The, they're okay against the run. They can't stop anybody on the back end. And so I think when you think about this team in this matchup, again, Tom Brady will come out and throw. Bruce Arians will let him come out and throw. They aren't going to come out and try to establish Ronald Jones. They'll chunk the ball down the field. And then let Rojo work. And at that point it's gonna to be too late for the Giants. And that's sort of why the I think they see the line is at thirteen now. Um let me double check at William Hill to see. I'm
2: it. seeing twelve and a half right now, but there are thirteens out there. Uh I got a
1: I got a thirteen minus thirteen plus one hundred.
2: Oh.
1: Is what I'm seeing at on my local, which I guess is you'd almost rather take than minus twelve and a half. I mean what you know. Maybe not. Would you rather have twelve and a half? Would you
2: I'd rather have 12 and a half. It's crazy. All these numbers that are relevant, that didn't used to be relevant. I mean, right. I liked the 10 and a half because, you know, 11 is very, you know, 28, 17, It's not going to get that high. Twenty four Um 11 is, but yeah, um, I would rather lay the 12 and a half. Than okay. Um,
1: okay. All right. So what's your, uh so you're, you're obviously, I take it you're going to pick the Buccaneers. I mean, we're what are we doing here?
0: Right. Yeah. Like,
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be on the Bucks. And you mentioned this, the, the, uh, secondary for the Giants, you know, the starting corner, James Bradbury's been great. The other corner is out or is doubtful tonight, uh, yep. Lewis, uh, for the Giants, their starting corner on the other side. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem.
1: So. Uh, anything on the over under for you?
2: You know, it, it opened all the way at 47 and a half down to 45. Um, the unders have been coming in in primetime last week. You know, we talked Bears Rams easily came under uh, 17 and six in prime time, but. I think people are a little overreacting to the weather. I mean, I, it's going to be in the 30s. The wind is going to be 9 to 12 miles an hour, which is not terrible. And I just think we get the – now down to 45, which is a key number. Yeah. Um, I'm going to lean to the over just because I think we will get the defensive touchdown or at least the defense setting up that easy touchdown. I think if if the the Bucks can do their part, you know, which is get into the 30s, um, the Giants can do their part and get into the teens.
1: Would you like the, uh, the bucket? So would you rather go over or bucks team total over 29 and a half? I guess would be the question.
2: Um, I think I'd rather, uh, wow, 29 and a half. Uh, yeah, I think I'd rather go over on that.
1: Yeah. Cause it, you're with the actual over, you're asking Daniel Jones to throw you some bones. And with the Buccaneers team total over, you know, I mean, they can win 30, 35 nothing. Right, Which is not, it was probably right. not going
2: to happen, but that's not insane no and thirty one ten you're right does not get you over either, so yeah, but, I think I'd rather have the team
1: okay, a uh, couple of trends just to note from um and I think I know that like Monday night ascribing value to a Monday night trend is a little weird because it seems kind of random, but it is Tom Brady in prime time monday night matters it's a it's a standalone game he's fourteen nine and one in his career against the spread. In his career on Monday Night Football, he's covered on his Monday Night spots each of the last two seasons. That is uh, sort of important. The Giants over the last three years are 315 and one against the spread at home, worse than the NFL. One and two against the spread. That is 8% folks at, uh, as a home underdog, including eight straight against the spread losses. Um, they have not been given a full touchdown in any of those games. So I guess that matters. They're 0 and 3 against the spread this year at home and 4 and 0 against the spread on the road. And um, let's see. Oh, Tom Brady since 2016, 15 and five against the spread as a double-digit favorite. 23 and seven against the spread versus teams under 500. Like, every, Larry, every, I mean, everything about this game lines up to take the Buccaneers. Like everything about this game
2: does. It, uh, it's it's about whether they show up, you know, like uh, if they come focused uh, like they have the last two weeks. And, and I just feel that they want to prove a point. It's not just about, uh, you know, getting the win and getting ready for the Saints. I think they're eager to put up numbers. I, I think I
1: even think, too, that like Tom Brady will. This is just sort of who Tom Brady is. He will make a point of making sure they don't get caught looking ahead to the Saints. Like that's something that Tampa Bay, that's something that the Patriots always had. Was an ability to stay focused on the week that, that was in front of you and not worry about what was the next week. That's something most teams don't have. And I think that's what Tom Brady probably knows he is trying to instill in this team, which is like, if you can come in and win this week, you know, the rest will take care of itself. Don't worry about playing the Saints next week with the division maybe on the line. I feel like that's a fair assessment of what he wants to do in Tampa Bay.
2: Yeah, and they, you know, just, if you just look at all the metrics since that week one, I mean, you know, they've covered, they've, they've outpaced expectations. I think four, one and one, the Chargers was that, uh, was that push game that they had yep. in the 38-31. Uh, but since that, I mean, that game kind of created value on the Bucks. Uh, it's catching the, the up. The
1: offseason created value on the Saints and then week one created value on the Bucks. <laughs> And uh, that, they, they changed the offense. They were like, all right, look, we're not, let's just do something that Tom likes. I mean, let's, you know, let's, let's maybe shift the blend to more like 70% what Tom likes and, you know, like less 70%, like what Bruce wants to do.
2: Yeah. And uh, Fournette being back healthy is a big thing. Um, and yeah, and Brady's throwing deep this year, which uh, he didn't really throw uh, yeah. last year. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some player props and DFS. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky Of player props, you can check them all out at William Hill. And uh, by the way, that over under that we mentioned is at 45 and a half now, so there's been some buyback on the uh on the over after it dropped a couple of points. It's it's so wild how these lines move in 2020, Larry. It's not it's not the same. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, they these things pop all over the place, it's they they don't operate like they used to.
2: No, there's a ton more uh liquidity in the market with so many more states.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's wild to me. Uh, all right, player props. Uh, do you want to go? You can go first. Or you're the guest. Okay.
2: Oh, thank you. I have one. I I love Tyler Johnson over 35 and a half receiving yards. Mike Evans banged up, playing through the ankle injury. I think he'll he'll probably catch a touchdown because he always catches a touchdown. He's caught one every game that Godwin's been out, and he's got six all year, and he catches those three yard you know fades uh, when they get close, but. You look at the, uh, Bradbury's gonna take away Evans, primarily. Then you look at the other corner, the starting corner is out. They don't really have a good backup option. They were talking all week in the papers about who's gonna, you know, play over there. And Scotty Miller is really banged up with the hip injury, a groin injury. He's gonna play probably. But I just think Tyler Johnson, over 35 and a half receiving yards, the last time Godwin missed a game, that was against the Bears. Johnson four catches six targets sixty one yards mm. he's that six two guy he he had that unbelievable catch in the Outback Bowl I mean I also like him to catch a touchdown uh, he's caught a touchdown in two straight now um, he's a great red zone target himself and that pays pretty well uh, plus two seventy five to catch a touchdown and eighteen to one to score the first touchdown hello Tyler Johnson so that's my first one.
1: Uh, I like that. Yeah. Scotty, so, uh, Mike Evans is plus 110. Anytime touchdown score, Scotty Miller plus 138, Rob Gronkowski 163 and Tyler Johnson plus 275. I agree with you. I think that's, I think, I, and we're on the same page. I was going to say Scotty Miller over three and a half receptions or over three receptions, whatever you can find. I do think those are the spots to attack because presumably the Giants are not going to put James Bradbury on Scotty Miller or Tyler Johnson. Like they're going to put him on Mike Evans and say, all right, beat us with Gronk, beat us with these other two guys, go for it. And I think Tom Brady will be perfectly willing to do that. Uh, do you, what about, so that I I would say that I have zero problem betting the over on Scotty Miller catches, Tyler Johnson catches. And now with Miller, as you mentioned, bang double, but make sure he's. He's active. I think he will be.
2: He always seems to play. He's always limited yeah, he's, and then he always plays. Yeah. He's like
1: a tough he's like he's like the Tampa West welker or something, it feels like. <laughs> even if he doesn't even if he's much taller and faster. Um so over so that's people people got mad when we don't clarify what we like. Like they they not like like hardcore like somebody told me on Monday. With the Bears and Rams, like we didn't do it. Like I was like, we hit everything. He's like, I lost
2: everything because of you. I was like, what are you talking about? We nailed it.
1: So Tyler Johnson over catches and receiving yards. Scotty well, Miller. I, I'm or, not
2: sure about the catches. I, w- okay. I want to go over 35 and a half over, receiving okay, yards. Okay. Over
1: 35 yeah. and a half receiving yards. Okay. I, I don't mind. I'll probably hit the catches too, but I, I agree with you. Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller are the guys to target. Now make sure when you're betting this, if, you know, if Tyler Johnson's number gets up to 46 and a half, there's a lot less value on it. Don't, you know, don't take don't, don't log into your, your book right before the kickoff and be like, Oh, Brinson and Larry said to take the over on Scotty Miller and then you take 46 and a half and he catches, I mean, on on, a, on Tyler Johnson and he catches 40, he has 40 receiving yards. Cause then I'm going to be celebrating right. and Larry will celebrate and you'll be mad. So that just to, as a point of clarification. Um, any, uh, what about, uh,
2: I got one more for Daniel Jones. Fire away. If, yeah, yeah. So his rushing yards and we, we said you can't run the ball against this team. I mean, Wayne Gallman actually mm. has been better than Devontae Freeman, 4.4 yards a carry. Uh, he's not going to have anywhere to run. I think Daniel Jones is going to have to do designed runs. Uh, he, his rushing number is 26 and a half.
0: Mm.
2: Now you, we all saw what happened last week when he ran 80 yards, you know, and fell down, uh, <laughs> but he's great, you know, running the ball, 74 yards, 92 yards last two weeks over this total four of the last five games. I believe they will need to run him. I think, you know, he might be running for his life, running uh, six to eight attempts. I think he easily gets over 26 and a half rushing.
1: I would tend to agree with that. And I'm just looking up. Uh, Yeah, we saw now this, this doesn't qualify as something that hit it, but I do think it matters. Uh, Justin Herbert against the Buccaneers, five carries for 14 yards, which my point is not that he dominated. But that, if you look at the rest of their running backs in that matchup, it, 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 Herbert reminds me stylistically of Daniel Jones in terms of the speed and athleticism, youthful quarterback, maybe prone to bolt out of the pocket. And they couldn't get their running game going either. So I, I and Herbert has been a lot more uh, patient in hanging in the pocket than Daniel Jones is. Daniel Jones will take off running. I also think, as you, I think you point out, they'll they'll do design runs for him, like they will use you. You're not going to roll in and run the ball with Wayne Gallman. Like, you're just not gonna do it against the best run, the second best run defensive football. You're gonna to have to create some stuff and manufacture some looks for Daniel Jones. And I think that they will be creative in trying to do that. Um,
2: do, you the, think Jason Garrett, do you think Jason Garrett does like off tackle to Wayne Gallman on first and 10? Absolutely. Like from the 25? Absolutely. Friday do you 10?
1: think they want the ball first? I got a buddy of mine who, when we play tennis, he's like, he doesn't really want to serve first. Because you, you always should want to serve first, but he's like, I, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I don't my serve's not great. So, I don't, like, do you think, do you think they want them? Like, man, I hope we lose the coin toss, or like, They'll I hope we win the coin toss so we can defer. They'll defer, yeah. That, probably. Um, I. What about these uh rushing props for Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones? So Fournette's total rushing yards, forty-five and a half. I, I kind of like that over because in theory. This is a garbage time blowout. And I would bet that if that is the case, that they will not have Ronald Jones running the ball late in this game. I think it will they will turn to Leonard Fournette and let him soak up some carries in that offense uh with a double digit lead. So I would and he he'll break one. He doesn't care. You know, I mean he, he can he can grind out forty six yards in in a in the fourth quarter, although I thought Le'Veon Bell would do that yesterday and that cost me a butt ton of money, so whatever.
2: Uh, he got 40, 40 snaps last week, and Ronald Jones only got 31. And uh, Bruce Arians has been raving about uh, how good Fournette looks, and basically hadn't played since week three. So he's fresh. And, uh, yeah, I like that. I like him in the receiving game, too. Six catches, uh, seven targets last week, and they basically said he's going to be our pass catching back, which is funny because that was not a strength of his uh, coming out. Uh, but Ronald Jones is really not good at that. And uh, so I think Fournette, uh, I, I might like his receiving yards. Do you have that number?
1: I do. I have a, well, I have his over receptions is two and a half. That's not a bad little spot there either. And his over receiving yards, I had it in front of me, over total rushing receiving yards, 67 and a half, and over total receiving yards, 18 and a half.
2: Yeah, I like that.
1: Ronald Jones's over total receiving yards is 10 and a half. And juice to the under.
2: Wow. I, Is I, this going to be a Fournette game? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just think it's because Arians came out and, and basically said, you know, Fournette's are hurry-up he lies guys. all the time, though. Like, he's a liar about running backs. <laughs> That's true. I do like the 18-and-a-half. I'm going to go over 18-and-a-half on okay. that receiving.
1: All right. So, Tyler Johnson, and we like Tyler Johnson TD. Tyler mm-hmm. Johnson over receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette over receiving yards. And I would go Leonard Fournette. Uh, over total yards too. If you had that rushing and receiving as well, 67 and a half, I think technically you're getting a little burnt on the math there. No, it's actually maybe equals out. out. Oh, you are getting a little toasted on the math, but I mean, like it, you know, if you have one long catch, it can, you can win both of them.
2: Right. And God went out. I mean, that was nine targets last week, uh, that, that are going to go elsewhere.
1: Yep. So. Absolutely. Uh, oh, I would take the under on Tom Brady passing attempts at 34 and a half too. That's a really high number.
2: That is pretty high. What has he been averaging? I have to check that. Check his game log. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I just think that, well, I mean, you don't want to, Tom Brady averages 268. He averages 38.3. So, you know, and look, a lot of these props are built based on the, the averages, right? Uh, although the one, see the game I would look at is the Green Bay game.
2: Right. right. Wasn't competitive in the second half.
1: 27 passing attempts in that game. Yeah. Uh, against Carolina, who they manhandled 35, took care of, business. man, maybe, maybe he's just going to throw, I mean, he's just throwing a lot.
2: Throw so the game. Carolina game was a one score game until Fernet, until Fournette ripped one that one off. That's right. So it wasn't really like the blowout. Probably the Packers game is the only game that we think might have the same type of you know, game script. Potential.
1: And second. the Packers just gave up. I think the one difference is the Giants won't give up. <laughs> like they won't just quit, right? And, uh, by the way, against the Raiders, I mean, they won by 25 points and I know that, but like they were just bombing it away in the second half. Maybe that's just what they're going to do now. Yeah.
2: But that was a seven point game, I think. Lately. It was close too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah.
1: The Packers was just never close after they basically the entire second half. All right. Uh, let's talk a little DFS. Your man, Tyler Johnson, who uh, by the way, RJ, the last time the Bucks were in a showdown spot, RJ White was on here, it was like, Tyler Johnson is an autoplay at $200. He is now, Tyler Johnson is now, if you want to, if you want to roster him, he's, I think he's $7,200 for a captain and he 40, has yeah, $4,800 right. to play.
2: But Scotty, uh, what's, um, Miller, Scotty Miller is $8,600. I, I just think there's more value on uh, Tyler Johnson at that. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think a play here, if we're assuming a blowout game script,
2: you either need to,
1: I don't know that Tom Brady is going to be a guy who just, just, just laser locks on one receiver, right? That's not really his style. So if you want to, I mean, Tom Brady's the obvious captain, right?
2: Obvious. Obvious. You, you almost have to, you know. Yeah. I think Fernet is, is, an, is another option, but go ahead.
1: Yeah. I think, I, and but I think you can go with like Tom Brady, Fernet, Gronk, can we get Tyler Johnson in there. That leaves us 7,500. And then each. I
2: actually, this was my lineup. And the next two are the Bucks D
1: and Darius Slayton.
2: You can't get, I don't think you can get, you can get Gallman. You could get the Bucks D and Gallman.
1: Oh, I did, I did, I did it wrong. I did Gronk as the captain, not
2: Brady. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's I, right. with Brady as the captain. You get yep. Gronk, you get Fournette. you get Tyler Johnson, you get the Bucks D, and you get Wayne Gallman, who should get a bunch of dump offs uh, in the second half.
1: Yeah. That's uh, a good point. So it depends, if you build, it just depends on how you want to build. Like you want to, you want to build these in the way that you think the game script will go. And if we think that this is going to be a true blowout and the Bucks D will want to flex its muscles, then you absolutely need to, um, you know, to, to limit your exposure to Giants players in this. You have to have one. So I think you, you target a Sterling Shepard or a Darius Slayton or a Wayne Gallman. As you point out, I don't know that you can mess around with Evan Ingram. He's been his A dots been very low. They aren't throwing down the field to him at all. He's he's basically Jason Witten. And I do think there's a if I was doing a sneaky captain choice, I would say either Gronk or the Bucks defense. Twelve K for Gronk, eleven point one for the Buccaneers defense. It's I mean I think it's possible, Larry, that the Bucks defense just Completely annihilates the Giants tonight. <laughs> like it's entirely possible that they want to show up and, and flex on Monday Night Football.
2: Yeah. And you, and you, somebody pointed out that the Giants' best games have come against the division. They have looked pretty good against the division. You know, the Eagles and, and Washington, very close games. Uh, the Cowboys, they put up 34 points, but then like when the 49ers came to town, uh, they, they obliterated it. And
1: that's a Jason Garrett staple, actually.
2: <laughs> yeah, against, back in Dallas, right? Yeah, Thank he God.
1: used to always dominate the division. Then he would stink against everybody else. Uh, okay, good show. And uh, any uh, any sleepers for uh, for down the the cheap range?
2: You know, um, I you know Tyler Johnson. We talked about. I think the the issue with this lineup that we're having is you have to have Mike Evans not have a breakout, not have a dominant game, and you know which is asking a lot with no Godwin. Uh, yeah. but you're right. Brady spreads it around and James Bradbury, um, I think will be okay there.
1: Uh, two guys I think that are worth taking a peek at. Actually, three guys. I'll just point out. Uh, one, Ryan Suckup is the Buccaneers kicker and he's 4k, which is not, you know, crazy. But if people are making a choice between Wayne Gallman, the starting running back and Ryan Suckup, they'll probably go with Gallman. It's very possible that the Buccaneers get a big lead and kick a couple field goals late in the second, in the second half. And then Suckup ends up putting up a pretty good score. Uh, Golden Tate at 3k is not a terrible option. Daniel Jones looked his way last week and Cameron Bray. Yeah, he hadn't done anything, but we saw in uh, week five uh, at Chicago, five catches, 44 yards. He has a TD on the season against the, the chargers. He's sort of buried behind Gronk, but I mean, if he, you know, if he, if they get up big and they rest Gronk and they're still sort of throwing late in the game, like I could see them, if they're up huge, I don't think they're going to trot Gronk out there. For major second half snaps, if they can help it.
2: Right. Gronk has emerged and everyone's saying he's back in shape and everything. But I mean, just expecting the same volume every week, it, it might be a little too aggressive.
1: Yeah. Is there, yeah, you can't, I don't know if you play LaShawn McCoy, you need something crazy to happen <laughs> or just a huge lead. Uh, okay. That's it. That's a show. Good stuff, Larry. Let's go, uh, let's go win some money on Monday night, buddy.
0: Enjoyed it. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's vuor icom slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.